are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locks on Diamondbacks podcast, a part of the Locks on Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, millerthomas 24 dimeportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, we got Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully back on the pod. And we're discussing Tyler Gilbert's historic start, the no-no against the San Diego Padres. We're going to be talking about that today. And then we're going to be discussing the Field of Dreams game, Chicago White Sox versus New York Yankees. Just the atmosphere, the vibe of the game. So we got a whole bunch I want to talk to you guys about. But first, join Walking Baseball Encyclopedia, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. Every day on Lockdown MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from Lockdown MLB Network's team of local experts. Subscribe to Lockdown MLB today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's jump right into the conversation with Sully Baseball of Lockdown MLB. I have been a guest on his show so often that I think that I'm technically the co-host of Lockdown Diamondbacks. I could be wrong, but he's our friend. He's your friend. He's a fan favorite. It's Miller Thomas. How you doing, man? A fan <laughs> favorite. Good. I'm doing good. Yeah, basically you're a, a little co-host now. We've been doing our power rankings, and it's been like a two-week you know run for you on my podcast. Yeah, I, I, I've been checking that. And the great thing is, I know I never know what the heck I said. So uh, basically, I uh, can just go on there. No, no, there you are. You're the fan favorite. Hey. Right there, the fan favorite, Miller Thomas. How you doing, man? Yeah, after a podcast, I usually black out, so I always have to go back and listen to them because I always forget what I say. Oh, I, you know, there have been a couple of times I'm like, oh, I know a great topic for this podcast. I start writing it down, and then I kind of look up and say, has anyone else covered the same topic? And I had. Like I'd completely forgotten I had talked about that. But do you know what? I've done nearly 2,000 episodes, both between this and the old Sully Baseball. Well, I did Sully Baseball for like, what, 1,900 episodes? Mm -hmm. And now I've been doing this for a couple of years. So you'll forgive me. Every once in a while, I'll repeat myself. Now, do you have a blog, too? I always see you uh, post Uh, I I used to write the old Sully Baseball blog. I used to do like two or three times a day. And I wrote some super long entries in the past. But – I I found that there's 24 hours in the day and mm-hmm. you're supposed to sleep during some of them and you're supposed to be earning a living in others and being a decent father. And I mean, there's like all of a sudden uh, something had to give and my, I everything used to write out. I'll say here in the podcast, is this, is this, a, is this a therapy session? Are we, are we in the middle of a therapy session? Hey, I don't think you want me as your therapist. I'll just no, say that. No, I really don't. I got my own well, issues I'm trying to work through right now. You've got a description. But here's the deal. You are a fan of the Arizona Diamondbacks, or as I like to call them, the team that very well may keep the Padres out of the playoffs. Hey, now. And uh, we'll bring up Javi Reyes and the host of Locked Padres on this one. But this weekend, a strip-mined – Arizona Diamondbacks team 
brought out a guy who before Saturday had as many major league starts as you. Mr. <laughs> it's true. Mr. Tyler yeah. Gilbert, no wins, no starts. You know, decent year in, was it Reno was their triple-A team. May, had made, uh, I think, three relief appearances. Yeah, three relief appearances. Mm-hmm. And why don't you tell us what happened? Yeah, I mean, Tyler Gilbert in the first career Major League start of his career throws a no-no against the San Diego Padres. First time a guy made uh, threw a no-no in his Major League debut, starting at least, since 1953 with Bobo Holloman, I think. There were two other guys that did it too, but those were those are 1900s Yeah, I was about to say, you almost can't count that. I mean, yeah. like, that, that was like, you know, they, they were playing with the big, huge mustaches and talking about, hmm, I hear Oklahoma's going to be a state soon. You know, yeah. it was a very different time. I mean, Bobo Holloman, and how often do you bring up Bobo Holloman in uh, – uh, I probably shouldn't talk because I'm the host of Locked On Bobo Holloman, where we break down Bobo Holloman's career five days a week. But, man, oh, man, what a night. What a night for the Arizona Diamondbacks and a, and a kid who, I'll be dead honest, I never heard of him before yeah. Saturday. Yeah, I can't blame you. I mean, this was someone that was acquired in the Rule 5 draft last winter, but the AAA portion of it by the Arizona Diamondbacks. And he didn't pitch in 2020 because of the COVID season. Minor mm-hmm. league year uh, wiped out. So you know what he did last year? He was working as an, ele- uh, as an electrician with his father. So he was getting his hands dirty last year. And he's saying, like, you'd rather be playing baseball than doing what he was doing last season. So uh, it's a great story. His family was in attendance last night, family in attendance uh, for his Major League debut earlier this month because this guy debuted in august like you said three relief appearances so he hasn't been around this long uh 27 year old rookie and in his first major league start goes against the san diego padres who yeah they're tailing off right now there might be in a spiral but we you know they're a major league team with all with with all stars on it loaded roster i mean we thought this was a world series contender entering the year so it's see tyler gilbert you know on the worst team in baseball uh, Got to watch out for the Orioles. D-backs, I just looked at the MLB standings. D-backs and Orioles tied with the same amount of wins right now. D-backs still have them, you know, two up in the loss column. So we still got the number one pick right now. But, you know, we got the Orioles on our heels all of a sudden. I'm going to throw something out that makes the Tyler Gilbert no-hitter even weirder. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is his first start in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. Throws a no-hitter. Tough to top that. He made 10 starts with Reno. And again, he's 27 years old. He's not like a big prospect. He's 27. Yeah. And, you know, he pitched okay in Reno. And Reno's a bit of mm-hmm. a launching pad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he kept his ERA to a respectable 3 4 4. He didn't make any starts in 2020, obviously, as you mentioned, that was the COVID year. But here's the thing I find wild in 2019, in 2018, and in 2017, when he was pitching in the Philadelphia organization, he was a reliever. Mm-hmm. He was he made between 2017 and 2020, he made one minor league start one. OK. And before that, he had made they brought him up when he was in the Sally lead in the New York Penn League. He was a starter for those teams in Lakewood and in Williamsport. But since 2016, he's been a reliever, save for one start that he made for Clearwater in the Florida State League. And was and so it isn't like this is someone who's built up his arm through the minor leagues. This is a guy who's a career minor league relief pitcher 
who came up, made a few relief appearances, got himself a start, and then boom, he did something that Greg Maddox never did, which is throw a no hitter. Yeah, and you could kind of see it, you know, it was kind of evident in his uh, pitch count last night because he threw a lot of cutters, a lot of sinkers, a lot of fastballs. So he wasn't really diversifying his pitch arsenal too much. He was going with the the same amount of pitches a lot of time, just going with his bread and butter. And it was not just the first no-hitter, you know, since 1953 for a guy making his starting debut. It was the first ever no-hitter thrown at Chase Field by a D-back That's pitcher right. That's ever. right. So it, it was just like big-time history all the way around. So it, it was just a special night for Gilbert and uh, the D-backs organization overall because we know how tough the season has been. Uh, you know, not, not a lot of good calls for Tori Lovello through the year, but he made a good call starting uh, Tyler Gilbert Saturday night. Sully and I will continue talking about Tyler Gilbert and his magical start, but did you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner takes all, you have the advantage, Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time, no one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be. One on one, play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into the pod. You know, and here's something that I, I want to just um, I want to bring up because earlier in the year there were a lot of people who were, you know, crapping on the the total number of no hitters that were thrown. There, this is we've now had the most no hitters thrown in a season in the history of baseball. And there were a lot of people saying, it's no longer a special. It's no longer a special. Is it special? I don't know. Maybe not so, not so much. Yeah, it is. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why it is, is you just mentioned the Orioles mm-hmm. who are running neck and neck with the Diamondbacks to be the worst team in baseball this year. What's one thing they have in common this year? They both have had a no-hitter. Mm-hmm. John Means threw a no-hitter against Seattle on the 5th of May, and Gilbert threw one the other night. Bumgarner? Oh, do you want, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Do we count that? Half no-hitter? Give me one and a half no-hitters on the year. All right, we'll give you one and a half. But but the Gilbert one, that was magic. I mean, look, yeah. whether or not whether or not you're going to count Bumgarners or anything like that, it was a seven-inning game, seven-inning no-hitter he threw – he did not allow a hit during that. Does that count? I don't know. Neither do you. But the 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 Tyler Gilbert game was magical. That mm-hmm. is like that's a great story. 
that that's probably going to be the highlight of his career. I mean, I I don't see him becoming a Cy Young contender, but who knows? He could be happy. He could wind up being a a solid major league pitcher. But the point is, for a fan base like the Arizona Diamondbacks, like the Tigers with Spencer Tomba, although the t- Tigers have been playing pretty well recently, uh, you got to have that moment in the middle of a lost season. Heck, the Cubs. The last great moment they had was their combined no-hitter in Los Angeles. And then since then, they've done a wonderful impersonation of the Hindenburg. But the the Diamondbacks and their fans got to have a really great moment in the middle of what has been a dreadful season. Mm-hmm. And I don't see what's wrong with that. No, I'm happy to see it. I mean, it was definitely the biggest high I've had as a D-backs fan since probably early May when we thought they were going to be kind of good when they were two games above 500. But recently, the D-backs in the second half, they've been uh, they've been a little feisty out here. Yes, if you just look at straight-up win-loss record, might not tell the whole story, but there's been games when they've been down five runs and come back, and then, you know, the Giants walk them off or something in the ninth inning. They've had games where they've come back and the pitching hasn't looked too bad. Their pitching has looked pretty solid with a bum garner. He's been elite recently. Merrill Kelly, he's had his first bad start in like a month and a half, two months. So his D-back rotation has given me a little confidence that maybe it could be good enough for a wild card spot next year. Now, I still think the bullpen is the worst in baseball, but I think the rotation, as we talked about, could be at least, you know, on the Giants level next season. Because if you just look at, you know, name value on paper, it's not like the D-backs rotation is in a, you know, different world or a different planet than the Giants rotation. So I'm starting to like this uh, D-backs team and they're giving me some optimism going into next year that maybe they could be a little feisty, a little feisty. And remember, they are a major league team. Mm-hmm. They don't want to have the reputation of being steamrolled and by other teams. So maybe, just maybe, there's a little bit of pride going on with an organization saying, hey, look it, don't treat us like we're in easy three or four wins. You got to beat us. And mm-hmm. if you can't beat us, it's, it's going to be because we outplayed you. It's not going to be because of talent. You know, we're going to out-hustle you. We're going to out-pitch you. We're going to do all this other stuff. And, uh, I, you know, it's always room for upsets and everything like that. Well, look, at there's always room to have you on the podcast, and evidently there's always room to have me keep doing guest appearances. I think I'm going to be on a couple episodes mm-hmm. this week as well. I, I love being on it, man. You know it. You know it. Tell people where they can follow your podcast. Yeah, follow me personally on my personal Twitter at creator Thomas24. You know it's me when we see that blue check mark, or just look up Locked On Diamondbacks on Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle LO underscore Diamondbacks on Twitter. Was that a jab at me that you're verified and I'm not on Twitter? Was that what that was about? Uh no, Sully. I just need to let the people know. They just gotta know where, you know, that's the real they, me, and that's what the they, blue mark tells them. Okay, well, because there's a lot of Miller Thomas impersonators out there. In fact, yeah. I used to make a lot of money doing that for weddings doing days. Like we need someone to come in and imitate Miller Thomas. Well, you, you got can't. the hair. You got the hair for it. Look so. at that. Look at that. Look at that. I think it, you and I can pass, man. You and I could pass as twins. Sully and I will discuss the Field of Dreams game, but did you know Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. There's a flavor for 
everyone. The reason why I love Built Bar is because it's healthy. I'm a health conscious guy and Built Bar tricks me. I think that I'm eating a candy bar when in reality, I'm actually eating a protein bar that's low in calorie, low in sugar, but high in protein and high in fiber. So it's great for that keto diet. Just go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Did you know Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action? Baseball season is in full swing and can track all the action at Bet Online. Go to the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. Let's wrap up the pod. All right, we got Sully Baseball of Locked On MLB. You guys got to know who this is. It's basically, he's been joking, the new co-host of Locked On Dimebacks because he's been on an insane run recently on the pod. Sully, I guess, say what's up to the listeners. It's, it hasn't been that long since they've heard your voice. I feel like I should be paying taxes in Arizona. That's how long I've been doing Locked On Diamondbacks. But hey, you always want to line yourself up with the best. And if I can be with the Diamondbacks in any way, shape, or form, I think it's only going to help my career. No, I'm with the best with Miller Thomas, and I love talking to you, man. So Hey, well, the D-backs on the heels of the no-hitter, we are the best right now. I, oh, I, you know, for at least one night, for at least the weekend, where you know, hey, we're having a magical weekend. He owned baseball that night. That was his night. That was his night. It's been a magical few days of baseball, when you stop and think about it. It's been really- a magical... Yeah, it's been a magical few days, and we're actually not here to talk about Tyler Gilbert. We just talked about him on Locked On MLB, so go check that out, uh, me guesting, guest starring on uh, Sully's pod. But we're here to actually talk about Field of Dreams, the Chicago White Sox versus New York Yankees. They went out to Iowa, and they were playing in a cornfield in Sully. I want to know, what did you think of the arena? What did you think of the atmosphere of the game? Because, of course, the game was exciting, but... You could have played a game like that in any arena. I thought just the entire atmosphere of it is what added that extra juice, added the uh, the uh, extra excitement. Because seeing balls being hit into cornfields, I think we should just change the rules when it comes to Field of Dreams arenas. If it's hit into the cornfields, you have to go be able to find the ball, and it's still in play while being able to hit into the cornfield. And then you got to just track it down, try to throw it back into the infield as quick as you can. I want complete chaos. I want new rules when we have the Field of Dreams, uh, the field, because it, it was just a lot of fun seeing the cornfield. And maybe we could do some other movies as well. Sully, what did you think of the arena? I loved overall? it. I thought the whole thing was great. I thought it was fantastic. And I hope no one's being cynical about it because it was a regular season game in August that could have come and gone. And of course, it had pennant implications with both Chicago and New York, but it was fun. It was a day of fun. It was a day of 
It was an unusual situation. At first, I was disappointed they weren't playing on the actual field that they used in the movie, but how they integrated the set where people were playing catch and running around there and the, the house set, I think that worked even better than I imagined. Those beautiful drone shots they got going back and forth. Yeah, were things cheesy and manipulative? They were, but so was Field of Dreams. I mean, it was, it, and sometimes something cheesy and mean, manipulative is fun and is, it knew exactly what it wanted to do. Having Costner coming in out of the field with the beautiful James Horner music, which I had used in one of my in memoriam videos that I do every year. I used that music in one of the years. And, you know, then having the players coming out of the cornfield to the James Horner score. And it was just wonderful. And it was about, there was no talk of labor issues. There was no talk of all sorts of the other extraneous parts. Of course, it was blacked out in parts of the country, which of course, enrage, which enrages me. But the fact of the matter is, it was a it was a night of fun and base. And the fact that the game itself was fun as hell. It was a really dramatic game on the field added to it but even if it had ended seven to four without the furious yankee rally and then the walk-off homer by uh anderson in the ninth inning even if that hadn't happened it was just a you know regular seven to four game the setting was great seeing the kids there were great seeing the 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 people playing in the playing catch on the the field having costner um in the booth Everything there just was a wonderful spectacle. And, of course, they timed it. There's a couple of shots like when Judge hit his first home run, and I think it was uh, – it may have been Eloy Jimenez, one of the, the White Sox players to home run. As they're rounding the bases, you had the perfect sky. You know, mm-hmm. It was that magic hour. It was, it was, it was, the sun was down, but it wasn't dark yet. It was just so beautiful. And, you know, baseball every once in a while – stumbles across something and this was orchestrated and this was look at a, a lot of producers and camera operators and sound mixers and and everything like the, all those people behind the scenes worked overtime to make that seem seamless and there was a lot of people who probably did incredible work there who we will never understand all the work they did someone who worked in live television for a while i could tell you that even a normal studio show is a is a complicated piece of machinery and something like that, the moving parts in it, both literally and figuratively were off the charts and they all did a fantastic job. And it it was a night celebrating baseball. That wasn't the all-star game. That wasn't the world series. It was just a fun game and baseball needs to have stuff like that. Especially like one of my biggest complaints, I'm not a Joe Buck hater. I'm not. I think mm. Joe Buck is a very talented broadcaster. The thing that does annoy me is the fact that he is always the announcer of the World Series. I would <laughs> okay. like to mix it up. If you, every single World Series since 2000 has been called by Joe Buck, and while I think he's a fine broadcaster, again I'm going back to a little in Monday, but in Monday they <laughs> would mix and match between. Some years would be NBC, some years would be ABC, some years you had Al Michaels. And Don Drysdale, some years you had Vince Scully and Joe Gargiola. I like having a variety of announcers and a variety of points of view. Joe has a very distinct style. 
of broadcasting games, which works. It's very good, but it's like you're it's it's like going to Baskin and Robbins where they have all the flavors and you're constantly getting chocolate. And I said, all right, but can we try something else? Can we try another variant? And one of the few variants is bringing in John Smoltz, who all he does is talk about why the game is terrible. I've never <laughs> seen an announcer hate the sport that they're announcing quite as hard as John Smoltz does. And it's a terrible way to advertise your sport to have the person narrating it be this this crotchety grouch who keeps talking about this sucks this is bad it would be like if you go to like uh, one of the the avengers films and you're having a great time watching one of the avengers film but it's constantly being interrupted going raiders was better Star Wars was better. This is not as good as what I grew up with. It's like, no, well, people are growing up with this. And and it's funny. They, they, it was about bringing up a, a, a film, which I know some people find the film problematic, and it certainly is a manipulative film, but it's also a film about the timelessness of baseball. And it took a film reminding us about that with, uh, with the game, and I, I thought it was an unqualified success. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. Remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, come back tomorrow for more Dimebacks news coverage and insight. Uh, we might have Javi Reyes on the podcast tomorrow. If not, we'll wrap up the power rankings with Sully Baseball on our top teams post MLB trade deadline. And we'll wrap up our Field of Dreams conversation. But until then, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!